Good evening, everybody. Welcome to LCC's podcast, Pursuit of Purpose. I am Nate Luke. I'm joined here tonight with Kevin Stuckey. Sup. Nelson Combs. Hello. And Cody Jewelry. Wait, Cody's not here? I know. I miss him too, guys. I miss him too. <laughs> I hope he's doing all right out there. Yeah. Stay strong, brother. Been called in a lot lately. He has. He he's has. been busy. Yeah. And I I mean for a detective job, that's usually not, you know, good things. So right. We'll uh we'll definitely keep everyone in our thoughts and prayers there. Um, especially our boy Cody. Um so yeah, keep keep Cody in thoughts and prayers for sure. All right, so uh, guys, we got a a good topic for this week. Um, Nelson uh, Nelson kind of brought it up, and we thought we would, um, you know, just kind of, I guess, dabble in it. So we'll get to that here in just a little while. First, we're going to get to some news, and I know both of you guys are big hunting aficionados. I wouldn't say big. I do enjoy hunting a lot. I wish I could participate more. It would be fun, right? Yes. It would that's, be fun. That's that's the problem. It's the time it's issue. It's the time. Like if I had the time, I would I would do it. I would probably spend way too much money and do it way too much. Probably. Yeah. Knowing myself, yes. That's the route I would go. Yeah. Well well anywho, you know, maybe this may uh it may recharge your hunting desire here. Did you know that there's a lawmaker out in Oklahoma trying to get an official Bigfoot hunting season in I'm Oklahoma. In. <laughs> it's the most dangerous game, right? I mean, <laughs> Bigfoot style, yeah. It. I mean, it would be dangerous, yes. But, I mean, is Oklahoma known for Bigfoot? <laughs> I feel like it's a northwest forest yeah. mountain kind of thing. Yeah. I we really are going to have to do some research to find the best hunting grounds for Bigfoot. Bigfoot. And, and, you know, like the hunting calls, like what draws Bigfoot in, you know? I, do you got any ideas, Nate? No, that's what I, I mean, was hoping you would. Maybe a suggestion. Chicken nuggets. Uh, <laughs> 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 McDonald's dollar menu. I mean, how many Bigfoot sightings have been in Oklahoma? Uh, Dude, Kevin. fact check that. Like, we should probably fact check yeah, that. Yeah, fact check that real quick. We'll, we'll get back to that thought. How many? In a, in a couple minutes. We'll get there. Uh, hey, while Kevin's fact checking, also um, just some news for this week. We do have a big game coming up on Sunday. Um, and that's big in a couple aspects because that's also when the 21-day uh, fast is going to be over. But we'll, oh, we may yeah. make a quick update on that here in a a few minutes, but I'm pretty excited. I mean, I don't know if I've ever been as excited to watch a Super Bowl as I have this one, which is kind of weird for me, I guess. I'll listen to this. Bigfoot sightings, Oklahoma ranks ninth in the nation Whoa, for Bigfoot sightings. Wow. You did forget that there is a $25,000 reward for Bigfoot. I must have... Uh, I didn't read well enough. I'm more motivated now. It's an investment right now. Really, I shouldn't not do it. I thought road trip. I thought Oklahoma was. (laughs) I say we take the podcast on the road. I have a cousin that lives in Oklahoma, and we document our Bigfoot hunt. Yeah, it's a plan. I always thought Oklahoma was more like chupacabra territory, but I guess again, what does the chupacabra remind me? Uh, It's like a half man, half bear, half pig type deal. 
<laughs> wow. You knew that very well. <laughs> uh, I'm going to fact check that. <laughs> so anyway, back to the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited. This is, this is going to be a fun one. Um, you got two really historic quarterbacks going against each other. Um, you know, it's going to be weird kind of looking at the stadium and the amount of people that probably won't be there for the Super Bowl, you know, the biggest game of the year, but um, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, just any kind of big let, sports moments. They were going to let s- some fans in for the game, though, I thought. Healthcare workers. I yeah, think. there's oh, some yeah. vaccinated healthcare yeah. workers. Vaccinated. I think I heard something about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's cool. That's yeah, cool. I mean, try to get the stands filled back up. Yeah. So, looking forward to that. Where is the game? Uh, it's in well, it's in Tampa Bay. Oh, convenient. so I had a I had a thought earlier. So, you know, Tampa Bay's record this year is not as good as Kansas City's, but the Super Bowl is in Tampa Bay. Uh, so, yeah. are the Buccaneers going to have to go to the visitor locker room, and the Chiefs take the home locker? Wow, room? that's a that's, that's a good question. That is a good question. I don't know, just a thought. Maybe someone can answer that. One of our 15 listeners. <laughs> if you know. Call well, in now. Let us know. Even though our show isn't live, it's completely recorded, and there's no way that you could do it before we leave. No like, excuses. Call in right now. <laughs> Call Nate. Nate, give him your phone number. Uh, maybe later. 555-555-555-555. All right. Um, so, Kevin, do you want to give a little bit of a, an update on... The twenty-one day fast, um, kind of where we're at on it, and and stuff and things like that. Yeah, cool. We are on day 10, 11, depending. Depending, yeah, sounds right. Um, how have you guys been with with stuff? Has it been good? Yeah, I think it's been good. Yeah, yeah, spiritually, like. Have you felt like it's been something beneficial? Do you feel like, blah, I don't know, that's really done anything? Do you feel like, like, how do you feel from that regard? I think the the biggest part of, I mean, because I can, I can see where like the blah, like, am I getting out of the, anything out of this or am I doing this for a wrong reason? But I feel like it's making me think about incorporating God more in my daily life. So that's beneficial. Yeah. I haven't, I, I don't want to say I've had an epiphany or a, you know, like an, an eye opening experience, you know, just this crazy experience, but it helps to bring God into my daily life, especially at work. And I feel like that's beneficial. Yeah. Nate. I know last week we, we talked about the intentionality right. behind it and like, like Nelson just uh, iterated um, on Monday, Brandy, Brandy makes really good chili. So she made chili on Monday because I was having kind of a rough day that day. Um, but she did a bad. Um, so I gave up like sugary drinks and some other things for, for my fast. And uh, she gave me tea and I wasn't really paying attention. And I took a swig <laughs> and it was like what you see in the movies, like this exaggerated, like I almost like spit it out all over the table. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you, Brandon? (laughs) This is on you. (laughs) So, yeah. uh, I don't know if if God was proud of me for that or not, but I I did remember what what my fast was in that moment, um, even though I was having kind of a bad day. And I I don't know. Just going back to the simple things like, you know, giving up sugary drinks and remembering why I'm doing that, uh, that felt good. Yeah, I like the, I like the, 
the piece, Nelson, just the intentionality of it, you know, that you both talked about and feel like that's been definitely a part of it. I, you know, I've definitely incorporated, you know, God stuff into my day and in places that I don't normally. The other thing that I feel like, you know, it's almost like I feel there's been some spiritual battling going on too, like, you know, with my, with my time and my energy and my focus. And, you know, it's one of those areas where, and I think we'll get into some of this today as we talk, but where I know what God wants, but I don't always want to do what God wants me to do. And I feel like those desires to not do what God wants me to do have been stronger Mm-hmm. Um, the last week and a half, um, and, and so, you know, just, just feel like it's been, it's been a battle, you know, and, and, and it, like you say, I think it's been good, a good battle, but it's still been kind of a battle. I mean, and I, I think I was telling Nate this before we even started today, like I have not felt normal since we started the fast, since we started, you know, kind of this whole process. And I don't know, you know, again, I think it's has more to do with just the spiritual side than anything. There have been some really strong flashes of just, you know, connection to God, but then sometimes where like just allowing the flesh to kind of overcome that and, and, and just really kind of swerve away from, you know, where I know God wants me. And so, that it's been an up and down kind of go for me, and it just depends on what day you're talking to me about how I feel about it at the time. What, what hour? Right. You know? yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, again, I, I I would I know that sounds not very encouraging for anybody that you know maybe is considering you know joining or being a part of this, but I think that's part of the process of understanding God and kind of connecting to Him. You know, you gotta you gotta fight through some of those some of those things that just come in life and, you know, try to grow and learn from them instead of allowing them to defeat you. My thoughts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So again, if you if, never too late to join, yeah, never too late to join Absolutely. Um, more information on our website, Facebook page. If, uh, if you guys are listening to this and want to think about doing that. All right. Um, Usually, again, before we get into the main topic, uh, we try to just kind of give a brief rundown summary of um, just the sermon from Sunday, Kevin. Yeah. Um, if you can just kind of briefly go into that. Yeah, so we talked about um, David's throne, and, and essentially that was the title of the sermon, but essentially like the topic was you know, gifts and receiving that gift and how God gives gifts. Um, how nothing that we do um, works towards us being good enough for God. Like, we can't do anything to be in His good graces. Like, ultimately, it was what He did for us that created grace and our ability to to be restored in relationship with Him. Now, that doesn't mean, you know, we don't do things to serve and to love and, 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 and to, you know... Uh, spread the gospel message and teach and grow and create community. Like those things are absolutely important. Uh, but, you know, that initial beginning of that relationship was 100% because Jesus came, died, uh, and was re- 
rose from the grave, essentially, and and remembering and understanding that's an important piece, you know. And I think in our culture, like it's pick you up yourself up by your bootstraps. It's you know do it yourself. It's you know I don't I don't need any help, you know. And and what God is saying and what He said to David, you know, in in the text that we dealt with was, no, you can't do for me. I can do for you. Um, and anything you have is excess, you know. I I love this this analogy, and I didn't use it Sunday, but it's a great analogy for this. It when we try to to work ourselves into salvation, like do things to receive salvation, essentially what we're doing is is borrowing money from our dad to buy him a gift. I mean, that's that's it. Uh, you know, you think about your kids, and I, this you know, a couple of years ago, Nora needed some money so she could go buy us Christmas gifts. You know, I'm giving her money to buy my own Christmas gift. Um, and it was a special experience still, but essentially that's what we're doing when we feel like we're, we're borrowing money from, from God to, to pay the price, you know, and that doesn't, it doesn't work yeah. that way, but this is a good analogy, a good way to think about that's it, a, to understand that's that. That's a super good analogy, man. Yeah. That, I mean, that helps me cause I'm not very smart. That really helps me understand. <laughs> <laughs> The basis behind all that so yeah yeah that that was a good sermon kevin i i know i uh i listen to it a lot more so than i normally do <laughs> <laughs> dang it but, don't turn into cody he's uh, busy back there though yeah 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 so it, it, no that was good I, I i definitely appreciated that one um so yeah can't wait to hear the, the one on sunday for sure i'm actually really excited for sunday sermon it's uh is it still on David? Yeah, we're we'll be in David for mm, probably into a good part of March. So it'll be you will know, we'll be here in this series for for several weeks. But this week's talking about Saul's fall, like King Saul, the first king of Israel, and his fall. And you know, I think some of the questions like that we ask are okay. Like the guy did this one little thing wrong, and then God's like freaking out on him like what's this all about and we're going to get into that like what why was this such a big deal and you know ultimately it's it's a cultural issue that we get sucked into as well and how do we overcome this like what's it look like to find you know freedom and um peace in a situation that you know, affects all of us. I, I think it's going to be really good. I, I really do. I'm excited about preaching it. I've, I, just as I've been studying, I'm just, I'm really pumped about getting into this topic this weekend. So I think it'll be good. Cool, man. Yeah. Can't wait. All right. So uh, let's go ahead and get into today's topic. Um, Nelson, again, thanks for bringing up this topic. I, I think it, it lends really well from what we talked about last week. Last week we talked about, you know, just um, mentorship and, and well, and really two weeks ago, it, it lends itself to that one better um, where we talked about, you know, just happy places that we go to, the places that where we can kind of clear our minds and everything like that. So um, today's topic, we're going to, we're going to talk about noise a little bit. You know, what are, what are those noisy things in your life that distract you, that take you away from uh, God, that turn your focus away from him and um, in his kingdom. So, uh, yeah, let's let's get into it, guys. So uh, this was a question I posed the guys before we before we started. But 
I'd ask, and I'll just say, you know, if you're sitting there, hit pause, take your earbuds out, find a really quiet place, and just listen. What do you hear? I did that this week. Like, you know, I'm sitting at my desk, you know, I had one of my earbuds in, I took it out, I'm sitting there, I closed the computer, and I just, you know, was quiet for a time. And I still hear this buzz in my ear. Like, I mean, even now we can hear the computer running and we can hear the soundboard fans and and all that stuff. But I'm saying with all that off, if you're sitting there and we all agreed, there is still this sound like, I don't know, how would you describe it? A white noise. A white noise. A static, yes. A static is, is, is probably more you know, what, what you'd hear. But it just floored me this week because I haven't, I mean, I haven't even slowed down enough to like do something like that in a long, long time, you know, but to slow down and just to sit there and then hear that, I don't know, wigged me out a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Startled you a little bit. I was like... Spooked you. Is there something wrong with me? But then I just got to thinking, like, and then I just started talking to you guys about it. Like, it's there. Always. And what's that say about our culture? You know, what's that say about the time that we live in? You know, I I can't believe that that's a noise that just was around before technology. I mean, maybe I'm way off here. We have no way of... You know, knowing, really, we've unless we like go to the Amazon for like years, and see if it goes away. That would be a bold experiment. <laughs> <laughs> if I could get somebody to pay for it, I would do it. <laughs> honey, 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 I'm gonna be a while. Be a while. <laughs> I'd have to take them with me. I think. Well, then the noise part is still there. Well, there's always This noise. is not the technology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just the, not, yeah. the you're you're taking out the technology. It's like piece. two cans and stuff. Don't don't lose the meaning of what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I do it probably uh, doesn't help though that that every once in a while my kids will get real close and like scream in my ear. That probably doesn't help either. Yeah. It leaves a ringing. Leaves a little tingle in there. Yeah, yeah. it does for sure. One one of my favorite things um just kind of going off of that um, I know, and again, this this ties into that whole happy places thing that we talked about a couple weeks ago. But one of my favorite things to do is um, our neighbors, the Kohlers. They they actually live in Middletown, Dayton, but they come down on the weekends, and they own just vast swaths of property um, around Bridges Road, Black Rabbit, that area. And they're just really good guys. They let us go and ride four wheelers and and four by fours back there all the time, and. You can get so far back there, believe this or not, you can get so far back in the woods and you are around nobody to where if you shut off everything and just shut up, you hear absolutely nothing. And that is literally the only place around here that I know of that you you can do that. Find that. I mean, I'll go hiking at Fort Hill, which is out in the middle of nowhere around Chris Osborne, our boy, and I'll still hear stuff. Plug Butler Springs Christian Camp. You can sign up now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I it, it's hard to go to those places and like just find silence and get away from the noise, even the white noise, like you guys mentioned. But it's a cool thing when we get to do it. And and too, I you know I don't want to take it too far. I just like it really just kind of put me in my place. 
when I when I thought about that. But the other side of that is like, what's the noise that's created? And I'm not talking about like a literal noise, but what's the noise that's created in your life that really drives a wedge between you and like the man that God really wants you to be or the woman that God wants you to be? I mean, what are those things? And I think that's where this discussion has to go. You know, because I, I mean, that's been probably like the the thing that's really been most convicting for me through this whole fast is how much we allow ourselves to be distracted in spite of knowing what's happening, knowing that we shouldn't let it happen, but just being engulfed by it anyway because it's an escape. All right. I mean, I, I was reading somewhere that even just on an average smartphone, you're getting 63 notifications a day, which is just, I mean, it's just constant. It is. You know, and if you think about how many the hour, you know, the, the hours that you're awake, you're receiving those, or, you know, you wake up to four or five every morning and you, you got to, like, I mean, you well, feel almost obligated to, yeah. you know, invest in that and, you know. And, and those companies smartphone companies, social media. I mean, you guys probably know this, but they time those out to where you're constantly getting them. They're not just going to give them to you all at once. Yeah, they, they are, want you to see every to go one back of them to your specifically. Yeah. And I mean, I think we create a lot of our own distractions. I mean, with even with this fast, I I can see how much whether it be a stressful time or a boring time, how much I distracted myself with just eating for no apparent reason. Oh, absolutely. You know, and it's and then you're going, I mean, why I was I wanted to I wanted to I wanted to kind of cheat today you know I'm on my way to courthouse actually you Nelson you texted me and you kind of saved me because like (laughs) I was like I was I was getting ready to go to courthouse I was like man you know I might just go ahead and just grab you know something to eat you know and I was making all these excuses up but it was like that it was not that I needed it I didn't need like I it wasn't like I was I had no energy or my body was like starving, like nothing like that. It was just, it was something that I knew would, would bring comfort, like just right. bring comfort. And so I'm, I'm constantly seeking that comfort. I'm constantly seeking that escape. I'm constantly seeking that, that thing that will just make me feel good, even for just a little bit. I, honestly, like this is a serious problem, you know, and I don't, I don't care where you are spiritually. I don't, there's no way that you've dealt with this fully. Like there's just no way. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I think, you know, well, well, let me, let me ask you guys this, like, what are your evenings? What do, what have your evenings looked like is from that standpoint? Like what's been the noise, you know, you got your job, you have your stuff to do during the day, but like, what's the evening been like? Has there been Areas like that where you like you feel like, hey, listen, I'm I'm escaping. I'm I'm trying to fill this desire, this need to just, you know, to feel something, to experience something, to be entertained. I don't know what's that been like for you guys. I've experienced a little bit of that where it's like I'm not, I don't feel comfortable, you know, at times, and um, even when I've been watching Claire, like I found myself distracted just to get my mind off of everything going on you know like and it, it just because i don't feel comfortable and i'm not i mean and i'm not full i guess would be the you know and 
I found, you know, I found myself, even when I've been watching her, distracted with my phone or with something else. And then it's like, where should I really be focusing? Yeah. And I mean, it'll kind of set you back. And we've talked about it before where, you know, my daughter's three and she can let you know when you're not paying enough attention, <laughs> you know? And that'll really set you back when, like, their focus is on you and, like, you need to experience that. And um, so, I mean, I've had I've had some struggles with that. The crazy sure. thing too is like when you when you get sucked into it and it and it begins to dominate, you know, then even like, you know, I find myself getting short with the kids or with Emma, you know, you know, or being annoyed by the fact that they want to play with me or hang out with me or talk with me. I mean, that's how bad, you know, the distraction can be. Nate, you've been kind of quiet, maybe strategically quiet but no i mean you you guys hit the nail on the head especially what you just said kevin um i mean like monday night i I told you i wasn't having a very good night my mindset was really screwed up um bringing in the kids just wanted to hang out with me you know they wanted my time because they love me um that's what that's what people who love you do right um and i i got a little short and i felt like there were obligations that i had in other places that had to be that they just had to be done at that moment in time, right? Which they didn't. They could have waited till tomorrow. Um, but yeah, yeah, Kevin, you hit the nail on the head, man. Just, I hate to do that. I hate to get short with with my family when all they want to do is just hang out. Um, but that's, you know, it's an unhealthy mindset and outlook to have when when you do that. Well, and two, it's not even that it's bad stuff, you know. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, you could make the case in a lot of these things, and and we do in our minds. We can justify, you know, why we are allowing ourselves to, you know, to do that, to be distracted, to be to to get caught up in that thing. I remember like the silliest thing for me was this mobile game Clash of Clans. Okay, stupid nerd. <laughs> it's a. It, it. This is. This sounds so stupid. It's so dumb. You know, you know, from 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 someone who, you know, wasn't walking in my shoes in this time. But like, I got into it. I got in, you know, playing this game with some guys and got it to it where, like, you know, with you can get kind of competitive in these games and like to the point where, like, you know, it's global competition. Like you're competing with like other people who are really good at this game. And I was in like a clan that was like competing in in some of these leagues and things. And we, I mean, I would spend so much time. Like doing this, like in the evening, just hours and hours and hours in my day. I mean, it wouldn't all be to con- together, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm still functioning. I'm still everything else. I'm still doing all the things I'm supposed to be doing, right? But like, I'm if I have a free second, like that's where that's where I was. And even at home, like get, you know, I'd disappear in the barn and I'd be doing stuff out in the barn. And I'd just be sitting there playing for you know 15, 20 minutes or something, or you know whatever. Like there was just this investment in it. And then this is what I always told myself. Well, what about all the people that I've gotten to know. I mean, that was the excuse. I've gotten to know these people. Like, they know that I'm a preacher. They, you know, I've had conversations with them about their lives, even in some of these different things. So, like, I've used it. I, I used it for a good thing. Like, it was good, right? But at the end of the day, like, what was it doing to my life? What was it creating? And it was ugly. Like, it was, it was, it was a distraction. It was, it was a time consuming thing that, was not healthy for me 
for my family, you know, for my job, for, you know, for, you know, my ministry, you know, any of those things. And, and it just seems like even now, as I've moved past that in my life, like there are other things that are still competing for that time. And I'm, I still have a hard time giving it to God. I mm-hmm. still have a hard time. Now it's, you know, Netflix, binging shows on Netflix. My goodness, you know, in the evenings, I mean, that's all I want to do is get the kids to bed and I just want to watch TV, you know, and then until I, until I fall asleep or I go to bed. You know, that's, again, that's not healthy. That's not productive. It's not, you know, I don't believe it's it's where God wants us, you know, in this. And and that's the kind of noise I'm talking about. And like I say, I mean, the, the craziest thing about it is it's not bad stuff, you know? I mean, we could make a case that it's good stuff. Yeah, well, that's actually one of the things I put down on my notes here was, um, you know, a constant state of trying to find busyness disguised as needing to do something to better society in some way. Um, Yeah, I mean, I I find myself doing that. Like, you know, I might be grading something at 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock at night when I should be tucking my kids in around that time, but I have to get it done by tomorrow because if not, my students will yell at me um, because I don't have it graded. Like just little things like that where you think you're doing a good thing, um, but it's it's just a, it's a disguise. Well, the thing I said Sunday, you know, that is a question that we should ask ourselves is, you know, when's the last time like you've thought to yourself, man, I need to go see mom and dad and then nothing ever happens from it. Or mm-hmm. I need to go see grandma and grandpa, you know, because you haven't seen them in months. I mean, that happens. Yeah. I don't know if this happens in your life, but it happens in my life a lot. And I think, okay, like, or the guy up the road that I know needs a visit. I need to go see this guy, you know, because he's alone because he doesn't have anybody else. And, you know, but we're constantly creating a busyness in our life, a noise in our life that distracts us from really having, you know, a healthy life that really goes after, you know, the purposes God has set for us instead of the ones that our culture and we have set on ourselves. Yeah. As you process that, Nelson, like what's running through your mind? Just, you know, where, you know, where, how do we refocus that time and how do, how do we put God in the front of that? and say when you have that opportunity, that time, and um, how do I get God in my life in those moments, you know? And, I, you know, I think the biggest way is to ask him to be there and to be present. He is, and it's just acknowledging his presence. And one thing that I mentioned before this was um, I've been reading a book by John Eldridge, and it's called Get Your Life Back, and it's uh, Everyday Practices for a World Gone Mad. Uh, but one of the things that he discusses in that, he's got an app and it's called um, the pause app. And it just takes one minute out of your day. And actually you can set it up on notifications. How ironic, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it just takes, you know, you, you take a minute when you pull in the driveway after work to take a minute with God and speak a statement that try that you were trying to, and you were asking for him to be in those moments of your day. And I've been trying to do it at least when I get to work as the main time just to help focus me before I walk in there. Because it's very easy for me personally that I can I, I can 
be almost a different person at work. As soon as I put on work boots or work shoes, it's like, this is my job and this is what I'm going to do. And I have to do what I have to do. Mm. And then it switches off when I walk out and it, that's not the way we should be. We should be a light in that environment. Yeah. And, uh, I think this is a good way to center that. And, um, you know, he's not a sponsor. And so this is all John Eldridge. So, um, he gets the credit for this. Absolutely. And, but it has been nice to, it's so easy to, you know, come into the work parking lot on two wheels and throw the door open and walk in the front door and just start your day. And it just take a minute and to help reset yourself before you, before you start. And hopefully that'll kind of set the course for your day. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Nate? Um, throughout this, so I, I took a class in college one time and it was, it was on the New Testament, but a lot of it was based off of, you know, how Christians reacted to it immediately after the fall of the Roman Empire. And one of the big topics was St. Francis and the Franciscan monks. They were a little bit later, obviously, um, but they were one of the early monasteries that popped up. And St. Francis, obviously, I mean, you think any monk or or none, or just anyone who lives in any kind of covenant or monastery, what what do they live their their life on? What are they based on? Well, a life of silence, right? Getting rid of distractions, even to an extreme, I feel like, uh, in some cases. But, you know, I think we can kind of take a page out of their playbook a little bit, or we should, at least to an extent, um, and, and ridding ourselves of those distractions, maybe not on that that kind of level. Um, cause I, I know I'd have a really hard time with that, but, um, you know, just, just ripping that, that page out and just saying, Hey, what can we do a little bit radical that we've never done before to maybe refocus ourselves on who we should be refocusing on? Um, so like if you don't get a chance, like read into St. Francis, like he's like the way that he started the Franciscan monastery, like was, it was amazing. He had all kinds of pushback when he was doing it, but they lived their life again, based on one principle, you know, if we're going to live a life of silence and pure devotion, we're going to rid ourselves of all the distractions. Um, so yeah, if you get a chance, look into those guys, they were pretty awesome. And and the downfall of that is like, that can become religious, but here's, here's the beauty of it. Like here, this is the beauty of it. Like what he did and what he was trying to create in its, most innocent and pure form was discipline. You know, you you think about like culturally, like what, you know, what are the distractions? Well, entertainment's a big one. Social media, we talked about that. Sports have become huge, you know, and not necessarily the sports we see on TV. That's big too, but that's still just a certain population. But like, there are a lot of parents who, whether it be in their school systems, whether it be sports related, academic related, you know, or, you know, like, what do they, what do they call music and, uh, theatrics. Is that what they call it? Arts. Arts. Uh, The arts. Performing arts. Yeah. Performing arts. There you go. There you go. I mean, even art, you know, but, but there, you know, we get caught up in these things. Sure. Yeah. You know, we begin, I mean, I know from just watching Nora play, like it's hard not to be. To, to root and want her and see her in, in a different light than everyone else. I mean, that's just, I mean, that's just part of it as a, as a dad, right? You know, but, but all these things, our work, you know, our phone, my goodness, probably, you know, one of the greatest inventions of 
ever, you know, but at the same time, maybe one of the most detrimental to our to our culture today is is the fact that we are constantly plugged in. Like there is no unplugging unless you unless you turn off and walk away. And honestly, I think that that wouldn't that could be a really important step in in kind of dealing with some of the things we're talking about. But at the end of the day, like the way to to deal with it is discipline. Anybody, have you guys been reading Richard J. Foster's Celebration Discipline, that book I recommended? I have not. <laughs> uh, ironically, I haven't had time. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Pretty noisy in my life. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, I mean, his whole book, he goes through all these different ways to discipline ourselves. And, and really, you know, part of what came up about this noise thing was this this idea of meditation and meditation from a Christian perspective is not emptying yourself. It's filling yourself with God. I mean, ultimately that's what meditation is and, and the good things of God and, and, and the way that he connects with us and all those things. And it's just a really beautiful thing, but he talks about all these things and that's what I was looking at. It's like this idea of meditation and just peeling away all those distractions and really focusing on what does it mean to fill myself fully with God? And, you know, here here was the process for me. Like, one day it was like, you know, really struggling, and then I start doing this, <clears throat> and it kind of, it just really uplifts me. Like, I, I had a really good day, and then the next day, like, I completely fall off the cliff with, with all those distractions and, and them filling me up and just having a miserable day, even to the point where I came home and I just was like a zombie that night, you know. My wife's like, are you all right? No, I'm not. Like, I'm just really, I've allowed this, this whole piece without discipline to kind of overwhelm me uh essentially is what it is and i and, but i do think like it is it's it's discipline it's i i compare it to this you know how do we how do we do this nobody wants to exercise i don't care who you are you know nobody wants to exercise but after you start there is this euphoric feeling of like getting going and then like doing it and and then even the process of it after you kind of warm yourself up or like even going to work it's like you say okay you want to start the right way but like you know when you think about work you don't want to do it but once you start doing it like there's a joy that comes into your life you know of sweating of working of 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 doing these things i mean even really crappy jobs like you look at it and you think all the reasons why you don't want to do it but then when you start doing it you're like there's something satisfying in that it's the same thing with this. We look at it and we say, I don't want to do that. I know I should. I know God wants me to, but I don't want to. But but until you start doing it, you're not going to experience, you know, the the hope and the peace and the joy that God has for you by living a life, you know, disciplined for him. One uh, one one piece of scripture that I kind of came across with the with the noise aspect and being able to detach from that was in it's in the first chapter of Mark. Um and it's talking about like Jesus and the crowds are starting to swell around him and the excitement's building and building and building. But it says very early in the morning while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house and went out off off to a solitary place yeah. where he prayed. Simon and his companions went to look for him hmm. and when they found him they exclaimed, Everyone is looking for you and Jesus replied, Let's go somewhere else. And for him to just go out and disconnect from the hype 
and fill himself with God. You talk about a guy who had the most important job of anybody in the world, right? Okay, <laughs> right. like it was. It was yeah. this. He, I mean, he was the gospel, right? You know, he was the good news, but but at the same time, he was teaching. He was teaching truth. Like I was talking to a friend and just talking about how Jesus is the purest form of truth. Okay, that we can have. Um, that so he had the purest form of truth. He is God's son, right? And yet he's saying, "Yes, this is really important thing." But what you know, it's more important than me teaching this purest truth that the world needs more than anything else in the world. Getting off by myself and being with God alone. Yeah, that's big, that's man. Huge. Yeah, and I mean that really settled in on me, and it was kind of like, I mean. It's all he's asking you to do. That's good you know? stuff. Yeah. 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 Wow. Got anything to add to that? Nathan? Nathaniel? Uh, I'm, I'm actually reading right now. Oh. Are you allowed to do that while we're doing a podcast? Top See? to bottom, left to right. Look, man, you got all these ideas flowing. My <laughs> mind's like, my it's synapses racist. are firing. <laughs> yeah. firing. He's allowed the busyness just to consume him right now. <laughs> He's like he's yeah. like doing a podcast is enough. I have to read and study while I'm doing the podcast. While I'm doing it, <laughs> I'm trying to get something out of this too, man. <laughs> no, I the 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 passages that that I really liked. Um, I, I want to read the the Kings one in First Kings nineteen. It's um, it's Elisha's call. Um, is it start? Okay, it's, no, 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 okay. It's verse, it starts in verse 11. It says, and it says this. <clears throat> it says, And he said, Go out and stand on the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by in this great strong wind, tore the mountains and broke in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord wasn't in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, the sound of a low whisper or a still small voice. And Elijah heard, and he wrapped his face in his cloak and went and stood in the entrance of the cave. You know, I we just beg God, speak to us. You know, we beg God, you know, give us direction. We beg God, you know, show me, you know, what's right. Speak to my heart. Are we willing if we truly want that, the discipline is not throw a bunch more sermons on my podcasts, you know, my podcast section, or listen to the Bible, or read the Bible, or have conversations with really great, you know, biblical thinkers, or go, you know, to church every Sunday and worship, or have worship music on. Like, it's, yes, we can hear God in those things. How many times have we just unplugged completely? to hear the still small voice of God. You know, it dude, he's he wants to communicate with us. We're his people. He loves us. Like he wants to communicate with us. Like he wants he wants to give you direction. He's there constantly giving you direction. But just like that white noise that we hear when we're completely silent, like are we listening for that white noise that God puts out? Like are we listening for what he's saying? Are we are we really trying to hear him? Are we really willing to do to discipline ourselves and sacrifice those things that bring us a little bit of satisfaction for the thing that will be truly satisfying. And the reality is I can say this, I want 
I would I want to say yes. Right. Yeah. But I know what I'm going to do when I leave here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say no a lot more than I say yes. I mean, I know I am. I mean, I'm no dummy. You know, I know I I I've been I've been in this game since I was, you know, in high school, you know, when I really got serious with God, you know, and it's been an up and down battle, you know, all along, but I know myself well too good to say that yes, I will do that. But that's what it takes and that's what we have to be like striving for. And I think, you know, if there's any kind of real spiritual breakthrough that comes from, you know, this fast and this time and and like, you know, recognizing those things is just more awareness of a need to implement true discipline in my life to allow God to speak to my heart, really speak to my heart. Still nothing, Nate, over there? So I'm, it's pretty embarrassing. I thought of a verse, and it it sounded really, really relevant to what we were talking about, but it turned out when I read the context behind it, it, it wasn't. <laughs> so, <laughs> don't you hate it when that happens? Maybe maybe we should spend the last 10 minutes of the podcast just sitting in silence. Do you think we'll keep our listeners? <laughs> there's, a, there's a prize at the end if you there's say that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the big reveal is coming. <laughs> you don't want to miss it. You get to shave Kevin's eyebrows. <laughs> Psalm 46.10 be still and know that I'm God. Let's create moments of stillness in our life uh, because we have a God who wants to speak. That's all we got, man. That's good stuff, though. Nelson, you have any closing thoughts? Let's just be still. Con- yeah, you know, like count like contradicts with a lot of things that we get pushed on from this world is to be still. And I mean, if we can just go through like the, the short, I know I told Kevin this earlier this week, hour by hour, like sometimes the whole day seems like insurmountable, but like if you can go hour by hour and then if those times, if you can sit there and say, be still, it, I, I feel like there's, there's some power in that. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, maybe in the spirit of this podcast, we'll have Cody pray tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Uh, No, I'll pray, though. Close close in prayer. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for bringing us here together once again. Um, Thank you for bringing us here healthy and ready to talk about you and your kingdom and um, everything that you want from us and, and just how much you love us, Lord. Lord, we pray that as we go into the weekend and into next week, that you'll give us the strength and the discipline to uh, just remember you, be still, be silent, um, take those intentional moments to where we uh, kiss our kiss our family and uh, just love one another in your name, Lord. Uh, Lord, thank you for you. Thank you for your son, Jesus. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. It's in your name we pray. Amen. 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 Signing off, fellas. See ya. Later. Deuces. Deuces.